Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. All right. <clears throat> hey, thank you guys for taking the time. Uh, my goal is to be able to <clears throat> get you out of here in about 15 minutes. I'm going to watch the clock as carefully as I can, and I'm going to try to stick close to some notes. Uh, but that might mean that <clears throat> I may leave a few questions. And so if it seems like we have time, I'll, I'll open it up for questions at the end, or um, I'll stay around as long as it takes if you do have questions, because I, I want to be able to get this launched. Um, thanks again for, for, for staying after today, uh, but also for, for partnering um, I'm, I, Debbie and I are getting ready to step away for a little bit, and I'm really relying on the Holy Spirit um, to launch this strategic prayer, um, the summer strategic prayer in our congregation. Um, it's not lost on me. This is a terrible time to do it. We're in the middle of summer, and people are, so many people are on vacations. In fact, part of the reason I waited, and I'm recording it, because we had people that say, I really want to be there, but we're going to be out of town. Can you please record it? And so we're, we're trying to accommodate that. But, but I have such a strong sense about where the, where the Lord's taking us individually and as, as a congregation. And we really need to capture this uh, prayerful connection with the Lord all the way to being able to assertively put our foot down in some areas and, uh, and just clear the way so the Lord can come. Uh, particularly in corporate, this is going to be, uh, we're going to launch something that will clear the way for a better and a cleaner atmosphere in our services so the presence of God can come and can touch people's lives in a much more tangible and, and demonstrative way. Um, I'm going to, I'm launching it here best I can in 15 minutes. And then Debbie and I are stepping out for this time wait, but Pastor Brandon's going to take it from here and he's going to continue to develop this um, and so I'm, I'm, I want you to please support him in that, uh, have conversation with him, amplify when he mentions it from the platform. Also, Dan and Janie uh, Tillery have agreed to step up in the leadership and help us to get this up and off the ground. And they'll, they'll be, they're already looking at praying about, they'll, they may be assigning other leaders to come help them uh, as needed. And so today I just want to cover the practical aspects of what this means. And then you've all been given this handout. I'm not going to take any time to go over it. It was put together rather quickly. It's not uh, real pretty and graphically formatted, and we'll probably get that put together. But, but this is just, it's a dual purpose. Number one, it, it's going to help you to understand how to follow the prayer guides when you show up on a Sunday morning for corporate prayer because it's all going to be based around understanding walking a prayer pathway. But it also may help some of you who've not been able to understand how do I get this prayer thing going. And, and this can be of help to you. It's not comprehensive. It'll give you some big bullet note indicators. And of course, uh, you have leaders here, uh, Pastors Brandon and Jenny, uh, Dan and Janie, and other leaders here that, uh, that can help you to, to mature. And, but I, I want us to learn to pray. I want us to feel the victory in prayer. I want us to be able to acknowledge and recognize God answers prayer. He meets us there. 
And, uh, and so that, that's all that I'm hoping to accomplish both individually and corporately. Uh, practically speaking, we're going to start this next week. So beginning next Sunday, that's July the 2nd, we're only doing this on the TKK campus. Kind of a proof of concept. We're going we're gonna to plant it here and let it grow a little bit. And then we'll uh, talk about the next camp, taking it to the next campuses. We're going to do this for nine weeks all the way through August the 27th. That's the week before Labor Day weekend. And the intention really is to keep it going from now on. But we're going to do it in a nine-week sprint to uh, give us an opportunity to get some immediate infusion in spiritual strength. So some of you that you're, you're wondering if I can commit to this, well, what I'm asking you to commit to immediately is as much participation as you can for nine weeks. And if after nine weeks, can't do it anymore, it's too hard, well, that's between you and the Lord. We love you for jumping in. But I'm trying to get an immediate infusion of prayer and spiritual strength so that we can not go into a summer slump, but we can surge through the summer and, and catch what the Lord has for us. Um, and so it'll give you an opportunity for that. And it gives us an opportunity for nine weeks to look and say, is that working? Is there something we need to adjust um, in order for it to flow better uh, indefinitely. The time investment it, uh, here at TGK, it'll be before the, eight, the 9 a.m. service. So it'll start at 8 a.m. in the morning. And it's going to go from 8 to 8.30 right in this side of the sanctuary, depending on whether you're from the back looking forward or the stage, you're looking this way. So it's on my left. It's actually where we're sitting right now. This will be where prayer happens. And, uh, and, and, it, it, and then in between services, we're going to go uh, from about 10.30-ish. The ish part is whenever we end service, as we're, we're, we're spending time in worship and prayer, uh, and we'll go till about 10.45. And so let me kind of outline what each of those times are going to look like. For the first service, you walk in at 8 o'clock, you'll pick up a prayer guide that we'll have at a little pub table in the back, uh, and then you find a place that you want to pray for the first 15 minutes, or you're welcome to walk around the sanctuary and pray. Uh, some people like to walk when they pray and maybe lay hands on the pews and pray for people that are going to be here. So you're welcome. We're not trying to stifle anybody. And then at 8.15, uh, the leader's going to call you all together in a group, and we'll kind of wrap up in a corporate prayer. In between services, whenever that first service ends, uh, as part of the dismissal, the worship uh, leader is going to begin to give an invitation. Anybody who wants to linger in worship and prayer to help set the atmosphere for the second service, then we're inviting uh, them to do that. If you're not attending the first service, then you can get here a little bit early, slip in the back as we, as we end in that worship so song, and then the leaders will group everybody up uh, at about 10.45 or just... Or, group everybody together and wrap up by 1045. We have to allow some time at the, at the end of, of prayer in the first service and in between the second, just for us to set everything up in here and make sure that people can come in and get ready for service. And so we want to make sure we're doing that. Uh, here's another part of it. <clears throat> this is not going to be like maybe some of the typical prayer gatherings. Those of you that, that uh, have participated in prayer, you enjoy it. And here's what I mean by that. This is not going to be a quiet or a contemplative atmosphere. 
Some people like to come and kneel down and find their own little altar with the Lord. Uh, but it's not going to be a fiery, kind of a warlike atmosphere for those that grew up in a Pentecostal environment like I did, right? And, and I'm not marginalizing either of those things, by the way. I'm just saying, this is, I want you to think the parade route. This is going to be a messy endeavor because you're going to be here praying. I'm going to, I'll join you when I can, but you're going to be here praying while the worship team is up here finishing the rehearsal. They're asking, can we do a sound check one more time while the screen guys are throwing, up, throwing uh, the graphics up there to make sure that we know what we're talking about and we're going to have the screen support while the gift service is out there scurrying around, getting everything ready and maybe in here, making sure we've got everything in the back of the pew so when people want to pull a card. So there's going to be a lot of activity that's happening, but, but I want to encourage you that's not, that doesn't take away from the spirituality it might take away from the comfort and the convenience, but my thought is it, it's really helpful if you'll get used to working through that, and let me tell you why, because you're going to be in a lot of situations outside of church, and you won't be able to quiet everything down and put your favorite music on and light a candle and kind of you know, do your breathing exercises. You won't be able to do any of that. Kids are screaming, dogs are barking, phones ringing, and you're going to have to learn how to step into the bathroom or step into the back room and have your moment with the Lord. This is great experience for that. Lots of things that I read. There's definitely those times that Jesus stepped away to pray, but there's lots of times where Jesus was, was engaging spiritual uh, circumstances and he was doing it right in the middle of a giant crowd. And so I just want you to know this is not sacrilegious. We're not trying to take away from the importance of prayer. I'm just saying that we, we have to do this in the middle of the messiness because the purpose is to prepare the atmosphere. And I want you to be able to prepare it while we're preparing the rest of the sanctuary. Uh, you can bring your own earbuds if you want. You can bring you know, some AirPods and you can put on your favorite music and that's wonderful. And, and I want to say you're welcome to move around, but let me put this condition on it. Be sensitive to those that are, that are also trying to work and, pray and, and prep. So again, you have people walking around doing sound checks and sound levels and loading the things in the back of the pews. So we're all going to be working together. Be sensitive to that. Uh, pray with a fer fervency. That whole idea of bow the knee. Bow the knee. We, we are taking authority over anything in the spiritual atmosphere that will stop people from coming to church, that will stop them from receiving what the Lord has, that will stop them from responding. We're taking authority over all that and saying, nope, this is going to be like one of those Acts chapter 2 where the word of God runs swiftly, it cuts them to the heart, and they're like, what do I have to do? So that I can get in alignment with the Lord today. But, but we're going to do all of that with that kind of assertiveness with a hushed voice, indoor voices, recognizing that other people are trying to talk and get things ready. And listen, uh, I'm not saying there aren't times when we get loud, but loud is not required. And so the Bible does say that we have to be sensitive to one another and we're working together as a team and a group. So I want you to have all of that strength and that fervency, but with respect, respectful and sensitive and, and hushed voices. And here's the last thing, uh, that I'm gonna, two more things I'm going to ask you. Also, I, I'm asking you to refrain from doing anything that would hinder the pastors, the directors, the team members uh, from doing what they're supposed to do in the morning unless you feel so compelled and you go to your leader and your leader says no. In other words, I don't want you walking up 
to the stage in the middle of worship rehearsal and stopping everything because we have to pray and anoint the whole worship team with oil right now. Don't do that unless you've talked to your leader and your leader says, no, I know this is very unusual, but we think that's the Lord. Okay, then, then we, we're, we're gonna learn and grow together. But, but I'm just telling you, you may sense something very strong from the Lord. Handle that in prayer right then, but we can do things from a distance. And then afterwards, come and, and, and talk to your leader and say, I felt like I should do this. And then we, we get to learn and say, well, the next time, let's handle it this way, okay? But, but please don't do that because everybody's trying to do their part in getting ready to host a service. <clears throat> Here's the last thing I'll say. Pray for the entire ministry. Pray for the children's ministry and the next gen that's downstairs. Pray for the safety team that's walking all over the campus and making sure that, you know, that we have eyes everywhere and we know what's going on. But here, here's the, bit, the most important part, stay in the sanctuary. And I'll tell you why, because we, we have protocols. We, we literally can't have people wandering around the children's ministry because we have safety protocols that we are legal and, and liable for. And we have people that are walking around securing doors and checking perimeters, and they may not know you. And if they see you wandering around the parking lot, you're probably going to be one of the ones that they're talking about on, on the walkie-talkies and saying, I don't know what this guy's doing. He's wandering around, walking around a car seven times, and we, we need to talk to this guy. And I'm being playful, okay? But listen to me. We can handle everything we need to handle for 30 minutes right here in the sanctuary and get everything done. Jesus did it all the time. One of the times he was the most impressed is when a Roman centurion came and said, you don't have to go to my house. Just send the word and it'll be taken care of. And it was. And so, uh, so, so I want to make sure that those are some, some practical ground rules. Uh, remember, this is corporate prayer. So we're going to focus on preparing the atmosphere in unity for the morning service. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate and validate your individual giftings, but the focus of the morning is unity and agreement. And so please follow your prayer guides. Uh, interlacing the points with praying in the spirit. I want you to feel free to do that. Uh, and then listen up when the leader calls everybody together. Then, uh, then go together for that, that kind of the, the wrap-up. When they do that, they're going to invite individuals to briefly share anything they've received from the Lord. Here's the important caveat that's pertinent to the corporate prayer focus that morning. So I'm sure that, you know, everybody's going to pick up something from the Lord, right? But, but we've only got a certain amount of time. And we're trying to focus on corporate prayer stuff. Do what Mary did. Ponder that stuff in your heart. Hold on to it. Talk to the leader afterwards. Do you think this applies somewhere? Listen, Dan and Janie, Pastor Brandon, they're looking for opportunities for us to get the Holy Spirit's voice into this thing. And so if you have something, please feel free to share it, but don't take the group time to do that. And if you do share, uh, and I'm, this is me calling the, fry, the, the kettle calling the frying pan black, all right? But try to condense it into one or two minutes. We, we just don't have the time for everybody around the circle to be able to share three, five, seven minutes. And this reminds me of the time that I was with the Lord and I love and appreciate all that, but we're trying to keep it very, very concise. We value everybody's contribution, uh, but we wanna make sure uh, that, that we're doing this in unity. And again, if you're unsure, go to your leaders and, uh, and ask them to help with that. Um, and they'll, they'll help to, to make sure that we assign that or not. Uh, we also wanna be very sensitive to personal requests. So if you're this morning and you need personal prayer, 
Number one, we've, we, we've got two opportunities in the middle of service here for altar team and at the end of service, the second one. But also, as soon as the corporate prayer is done, go talk to your leaders, talk to your other prayer partners, and we want to make sure people's personal testimonies or personal words are acknowledged, but not part of the corporate prayer. Otherwise, we don't get to be corporate. We just get to be a group of a whole bunch of individuals. Okay, so corporate. So it's a discipline involved here just for the, for the time that we're going to be doing that. And then the last thing I'm going to say is um, I want you to participate to be a congregation that's praying and participating in our altar team ministry. And I don't mean this to be manipulative in any way. But here we are praying be- before the service that God would move in the service when we get to these times where we're given opportunity for people to be ministered to, boy, that's, that's a great time for you to do one of two things. Either you are re- relaunching into the corporate prayer or praying in the spirit that God would move in people's hearts right now and would draw people or, or maybe I should say and or, for you to help lead the way and participate yourself. So lots of times we think, well, I don't really have a need, but you know somebody that has a need. In fact, let me give you a standing need that for nine weeks we're all going to agree to. We need for the Lord to be more present and the atmosphere to be charged with God's moving in service. Come up and talk to the altar team member. Hey, I, I want to agree and pray right now that God would begin to move pro- more pronouncedly in our church. And, and I'm saying that not to manipulate anybody, but we all know with, with other examples, we're discipling people with our life. And we're exampling this. So I'm, I'm asking you, pay attention to the altar team time. Begin to pray in the spirit so that we're engaged. But also, don't be shy about coming up and finding agreement in prayer there as well. Because as you do that, other people are seeing you do that. And they're like, oh, okay, so this is a legitimate thing. We're supposed to do that. Um, I hope you hear my heart on that. If you think there's some kind of an orchestrated manipulation, then uh, let me talk to you afterwards and I'll convince you otherwise because that's the farthest thing away from what I'm trying to do. Um, I don't have time to go through it, but uh, in Acts chapter 4, verse 24, and then I skip down to verse 31, it's just one of the really great examples about corporate prayer. But you have to read it understanding. Let me just read part of the verse 24 and verse 31. It says, and... So when they heard the report, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, and I won't take the time, but for the next six verses, it's a really profound prayer. But I want you to know it says, they raised their voice with one accord and they prayed this. Well, either they all had it written out on a sheet and they were all reading it together or they were praying it in a way they were preserving the unity of, of what was being prayed, the agreement there. And it goes on in verse 31 and says, and when, some translations say, and as they prayed or after they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all freshly filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's just one example of what we're trying to accomplish here. We want to come together and harness the power of agreement in prayer. We value individual prayer, but harness the power of agreement in prayer. And then believing God that as we pray, whether we physically see it or not, we know that the Holy Spirit will honor those prayers and he's moving and we're going to begin to watch the Holy Spirit move uh, in, in, in great boldness and in great demonstration in, in our church. Um, this is spiritual farming. 
This is fighting the battle like good soldiers, like Paul told Timothy. And we're engaging and saying, nope, we're going to push our way through this. And this is us learning how as competitors, Hebrews chapter 12 says, those that are running in a race, how to hone our skills and how to run with greater endurance and with greater accuracy and how to run together so that we can, we can be team united in a church and not just individuals. And so uh, this is what I'm asking you to do. Um, questions, comments. Uh, Spencer so wisely turned the clock off, so we got all day. And so, no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> what part? Yep. Starting next week, uh, if you want to participate in the um, corporate prayer before the first service, be here at 8 o'clock. Pick up a prayer guide on the way in. Find your place and start praying at about 8.15. The leader will call everybody together and you'll have about 15 minutes uh, to come in agreement and wrap up and then they'll dismiss at 8.30. That's the first service. Second service, either you can stay around, you attend the first service, you want to stay around for another 15 minutes, then you participate in the worship and song afterwards, and then uh, the leaders will call you together and uh, we'll have, it, it will have a, uh, another time of agreement. Much shorter in the second service because we don't have the time frame. We only have a little bit of time there, but it doesn't take a lot of time, right? Not saying that, that uh, lingering in prayer isn't important. I'm saying if we only have a little time, we can still get stuff done in a very controlled amount of time. And this is what we're going to try for nine weeks. As nine weeks, we're listening to the Lord, we're watching this, and we're saying, Lord, tell us how you want us to do it differently or how you want us to do it better after nine weeks because we want to intend on keep going. Did that answer your question? So if you're going to the late service, Oh, if you're going to the late service, the service ends around 10.20, 10.30-ish. 10.20 because Brandon's going to be preaching. So about 10.20-ish. Uh, so you can get here then, and as soon as that, uh, the worship leader says, hey, we're going to go back into song, you can slip in the back and jump into that worshipful atmosphere and, uh, and already start praying. And then when the leader calls everybody together in between the two services, that, that'll be your corporate prayer time. Yeah. Yep. Somebody else? Yep. Leah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that we were putting any pressure on any teams to do anything extra. So I grew up old school, I know that. But uh, we came early with my mom and dad to prayer. And uh, <clears throat> we sat in the pews, and depending on where my mom and dad were at, we either got to color a picture, play with our little car, or sometimes we were made to kneel down and pray. And I'm not imposing that on any parents, I'm just saying, even getting your kids in the atmosphere and explaining that to them. It's a little challenging. I, I understand we raised three and it's hard to get to church like that. But um, yeah, but for the first nine weeks here, we're, we're not doing anything extra. We're just all gonna come together as much as we can. Yep, yep bring the kids. Bring them right in here. Yeah, but bring the kids, but remember they're your kids. So I'm praying while they're running. No, 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 right there. They're, they're yours. And uh, because there's a lot of things going on here on Sunday morning, and I just want you to be aware of that. Um, it won't be a static environment. There's a lot happening, and we're just going to focus and pray. Yep. Yes, Peggy. At 8.30, when it's over, you're one of the congregation members for the first service, so... 
use the restroom, find your seat, go fellowship with somebody, keep praying, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else? Okay. Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're initiating and birthing. Thank you for the ongoing wisdom to understand and to massage this into a different format or a better format as you lead. Thank you for the people whose hearts will be stirred, not limited to the, to the room, to come and to pray. And Lord, in advance, we're just taking you at your word that when we come and pray, that you promise you would show up, you would confirm your word with signs and wonders, and that we would see a greater demonstration uh, of your presence in our services, and that would impact not just the campuses, but would impact people's lives as you pull them in from the communities and uh, we help them to find Jesus. We thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.